having an outcome, the outcome is a byproduct of some kind of alignment through that flow funnel. So you've got an identity, you've got programs, you've got mental ideas about who and what you are, agreements that you hold about the way the world works that lead into an emotional state, that lead to a way of thinking, a way of acting, and then to a result, a purely raw sense. If we want to go deeper into the spiritual side of things, there's more to it. But just to make sure everyone is included, if we just talk at a purely rudimentary level, your habits lead to your outcomes. That comes from your thinking, that comes from your emotions, that's coming from your identity and everything behind it. So whenever there's an outcome, there's always, you can always backtrack it to one of these things, either a behavior, a way of thinking or believing, a way of feeling an identity. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions Live. Listen, if you've got millions on your mind and all that is missing is the practical strategy of how to actually make it happen, you need to stop what you're doing and go to movetomillionsevent.com right now so that you can grab your seat. I promise you, you have never been to a live event experience like the one we curate. And this is the only event you need if you've got millions on your mind. Go now. Move to millions event.com. Hey, y'all. OMG. I'm so excited for you because I invited my friend on my podcast without knowing what we were going to talk about. And I just got my whole life as I was interviewing him. And so I know that you are in, you're in for an amazing treat. Dan Mangena is abundance. Yeah, you heard me right. He is abundance. He is walking, living, breathing abundance. And the success clues and nuggets he's going to drop for you, everything about your life is going up all the way up. You'll be all the way up as a result of this conversation. Let me take just a quick moment and read what Dan says about himself on his website. I have climbed from the bottom to the top created my dream life, and can teach you how to do it too. Spending decades perfecting my world-class coaching methodologies and programs, I use these to teach people around the world step-by-step how to transform their lives. I'm a podcast host, a best-selling author, international speaker, and a successful entrepreneur. I've been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazines, and I've appeared on Fox, CNN, and CBS. This is my favorite part. Yet, I know what it's like to be stuck and unhappy too. Listen, I want you to grab pen and paper so that we can have this conversation about commitment. And listen, this is a different kind of commitment than you used to be making. This commitment, this level of commitment will take you all the way to the million dollar mark and beyond. Let's jump into my conversation with Dan Mangena. Dan the man. Welcome to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I am good. It's um, nighttime for me now, but I've um, I had a lovely Valentine's Day retail therapy thing. Okay, I got a few little bits I'm kind of happy about, okay. which we can probably talk about actually because there's stuff around that. And uh, yeah, just um, enjoying this conversation with you. That I'm going to get into my pajamas and probably <laughs> have a cup of tea. Is what I'm going to do. Nice. I love it. I'm so glad that you were here. So take just a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Okay, I'm Daniel Mangena, uh, East London-born entrepreneur, 
kind of on a mission to move to full-time philanthropy over the next three to five years. That's what I'm really, really passionate about. And so, yeah, I just get to serve through podcasting, through books. Um, I write for Entrepreneur Magazine and also recently uh, making documentary films has been another way I've been serving too. Nice. So full-time philanthropy. I don't know if you know this about me, but when I was 10 and I found my purpose, which is to use words to change the lives of other people, I said one of the things I wanted to be was a philanthropist. So the fact that you are like right now saying I want to move to full-time philanthropy in the next couple of years, that is blowing my mind. Like, How does one get to the point where Mm -hmm. the possibility of being a full-time philanthropist becomes a reality for them? Walk us through that journey. Well, I think one of the things, as you know, one of our key programs that we've been doing for a little while now, for about half a decade, is something called Financial Freedom in a Box, where we supported people getting to a point of financial freedom. And one of the things that we always ensure that we impress upon people is if you're going for financial freedom, know what you want to do with your time and energy afterwards. And what we've seen time and time again is that Having the resources to actually be able to live life in your own terms, doing what you want with your time, isn't generally as much as people think that it needs to be. And so, like, full-time philanthropists, it sounds very fancy, but it could just be that I volunteer with my time full-time. And that just means that my day-to-day needs need to be met. Now, I've been involved quite heavily in doing some entrepreneurial philanthropy type projects, which we can break down in a second. I've been doing that in the grassroots. We're looking to spread some of those projects globally now. I've been really blessed to get access to some amazing mentors, and I'm increasing that circle of influence around mentorship in the philanthropy space also. I've got a philanthropy incubator that I want to get rolling this year. My family have a small foundation, a relatively small foundation that we've been there. We've been doing grassroots projects. We have mainly in um, Southern Africa, where my family's from, but also in the UK and also in um, underserved communities in in the developed world as well. But ultimately, anyone who has a dream of like something like full-time philanthropy, all you need is get your needs met so that you've got enough time and energy to give of your time to others. If you have resources to give as well, cool. But it could even be that you marshal other people who have got resources to go and serve and help others too. Mm-hmm. But just make sure that you're in a solid spot to have your needs covered. And that's Kevin, wherever I'm at, where I'm at right now. Yeah, I love that. Like one of the things that I started doing as a company when we started making quote unquote good money is mm-hmm. I started carving 10% off the, the top, right? Yeah. As a form of my tithe, because I believe mm-hmm. the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And mm-hmm. anything we give, we're giving to God. Yeah. And yeah. I, we are actually right now, we are starting our own foundation, right? For that mm-hmm. reason, because mm-hmm. I think about that, even that Patti LaBelle song, when you've been blessed, you pass mm-hmm. it on. And mm-hmm. so to, to hear how you have made this your mission inside of your entrepreneurial work and pursuits and Y'all, Dan didn't tell you this, but I'll tell you, and hopefully he won't mind. I'll I'll ask for forgiveness if he does. He's a multi-million dollar CEO and a multi-millionaire, right? So (laughs) he didn't just wake up with this pipe dream, quote unquote, to be a philanthropist. He's been working inside of a business that affords him the opportunity to be able to give back in a very, a various amount of ways, right? Some of it is financially. And yeah. you talked about creating a philanthropy incubator and some of it is through his time, right? Like even mm-hmm. at the time of us having this conversation, y'all, he's in Dubai. He, I don't know. Do you still live in Cabo? I'm there. Technically. But like my time is split in a couple of right, places. Right. He's, he's everywhere. <laughs> and so this, this construct is really cool because what I think 
I'd love to explore for our, our listeners. I'm really big into the you have to see it in order to see it to experience it. And I think you are going to be a really great example and case study of what it looks like to grow your business to multiple millions and then to decide to pivot to do mm-hmm. some of the work that you really know you were called to do, whereas mm-hmm. you're allowing your business to be the vehicle, which I think was God's original intention, right? The intention yeah. is the entrepreneurship is the wealth vehicle so that mm-hmm. we can continue to enrich the earth. And uh-huh. so to walk us through the journey of the point at which getting to the money milestones at, you know, whatever you're comfortable in sharing were mm-hmm. this, this other side of it be, began, to, began to go from that, that whisper to that shout, because now I see more and more the way you're showing up. You've always been benevolent. You have always overgiven and overserved and overdelivered. That's just who you are, but there, but something has flipped. <laughs> Do you know what it was? So first and foremost, I want to share a belief that I hold. And it's one when I, I mean, I don't really do much on the coaching side, but when I have done that, obviously the business started off with more of coaching in order to get the rhythm to where we could, could kind of pivot that into what what it does now. But I talk about Mm pre-tithing. I pre-tithe. And so what I actually, you know, they talk a lot about gratitude and how gratitude pulls in the experience because it puts you in the vibrational frequency. Well, one of the ways that I display gratitude is I look for ways to start pre-tithing for my next leap in my life and business. And so what I do is, first and foremost, I don't make the leaps bigger than I believe are possible, Mm -hmm. but I make them just beyond that. So so I've tended to go, so... If we look at this business, this particular business, my, my coaching business, Dream With Dan, right? That started in 2018. I didn't really start as a business. It kind of was speaking in the green room before it kind of just moved into this thing where it started to do really well. But my first thing was, let me just get to six figures for the year, mm-hmm. right? And then when I was able to do that, it was, okay, let's get to six figures for the quarter, mm-hmm. right? And then it's, let me get to six figures for the month. Mm-hmm. And then it's let me get to six figures for the the week, right? And mm-hmm. now we're looking at we've had a couple of them, but we want to have more of those consistent six figure days until that becomes a normalized thing as well. But when I'm looking at that next step, whatever that period is, I start actually tithing ahead mm. into that next step. Nice. So, That's so good. When I'm, so like when I'm looking at getting six figures a, a, a month, I'm like, all right, well, I need to start giving away ten thousand a month now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we're looking at the quarter, so I need to give away like 10K this quarter. Like that needs to happen now. And then you you kind of just start doing that. And it, it's a lot easier to manage. And because it's a lot easier to manage, there's less resistance to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And then you can make the thing happen. But you start moving in that regularity and watch miracles happen. It's really strange what happens when you pre-tide. I like that. And just for the to make sure everybody's on the same page, I think we all know what tithing means, right? That it's mm-hmm. a tenth. So yeah. for you and your practice, where does your tithe go? I go grassroots projects. Like I said, uh, my, my family's foundation, we we go into grassroots stuff. So, or if it's not grassroots and it's a bigger organization. So as you know, through Mavericks, uh, I'm connected in with the Virgin Unite charity, but Sir Richard covers all of the running costs of Virgin Unite out of pocket. So any money that gets donated to Virgin Unite actually go to the projects that they, they do. And they've also got a local project in the BVI called BVI Unite. So 
projects like larger charities where money's going directly, I'll do. But I really do prefer, like my friend Adrian's got a really great initiative he's doing with homeless people in the in, in East London. So we support that. We're actually financing here a conversion of a, a space that's going to be serving for homeless people in cold weather. So we're, we're putting money into that. My sister runs a soup kitchen. We That's the kind of thing that I love to do. Yeah. And then on a wider scale, like I mentioned, entrepreneurial philanthropy, I put money into that. So what that is in real terms is, I invest into a local community. We create infrastructure that allows them to generate income. And then we support and train them to create ongoing flows of income for that. And we don't take anything out. We leave it in and allow that to grow. And I've been doing that since 2012. I love all of that. I've got like chills all over my body right now. I too have had times where I pre-tithe. And and I love I love that because I do believe tithing is is important, right? And And for me... It's not even, it's not a religious thing. It is a spiritual principle thing, right? If you want Mm -hmm. to unlock ultimate abundance and you have got to give freely, right? And I know the Bible does say God loves a a cheerful giver. And I even love, like, similarly, you know, I give, I do sometimes tithe to church and, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual mentors and and things of that nature. But I also choose causes and and communities that I think are, that need to be supported because, you know, Mm -hmm. I used to go to a really big church and I remember one time God being like, they don't need your tithe. This little <laughs> soup kitchen over here, they need your money, right? And so I, I love that that spreading it around. And it's, it sounds like to me, and, and clarify if, if I'm not right, that you you align the causes with your values and then um, make a commitment to serve them for you yeah. know whatever time frame. Yeah. And how has that, now you said miracles happen. So can you give us mm-hmm. some, some practical of how you've mm-hmm. seen that insistence on pre-tithing show to actually show up in the results that you experience in your business? So one of my mantras is the more I spend, the more I make. That's mm-hmm. one of my one of my mantras. And so I've got little things like, and giving isn't just, and this is the thing, tithing is about letting it out. But for me, tithing is letting it go out specifically intentionally to give to others, to pass it forward on to others. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to tie, but you're still going to be tight-fisted and tight-butt-cheeked about money in other places, it's not going to work. It There has to be a general energy of understanding that I'm a steward for this energy for the time that it's with me, and it's with me to pass it on. I'm not yeah. trying, to, trying to hold on to it, right? So even my saving, I don't save, I invest, but I invest it in a way that it's going to be growing and moving and supporting and creating jobs for people, creating income. Like That's what I think it's all about. And I found that any time that I start to feel something get a little bit stuck with me mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form, like we had something last week on the thing I was speaking to about earlier and I just went shopping. I went and I, I went and got some nice things that mm-hmm. I wanted to get. Right. And, and opened, opened it up. up. Opened it up. Um, whenever that. I start to feel stuck energy in any way in my life, in my health, in my workouts, in my finances, yeah, or relationships, whenever I start to, to feel that, I go and look, have I made any commitments to give that I haven't met yet? Or are there any commitments outstanding that I can give and pour into even over and above my tithing? And it it always moves the energy. Oh, that's so good. That's actually a perfect place to stop. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the role that expending, putting money Mm -hmm. out there does to break open these stuck and stagnant moments. We'll be right back. 
there's nothing wrong with wanting to make millions. You don't have to apologize or downplay your desire for them either. What you need is preparation. Let us prepare you so that when you cross the million dollar mark, it's a dream come true, not a nightmare you can't wake up from. Hi, I'm Dr. Darnielle Jervy Harmon, the host and creator of Move to Millions Live, happening May 24th through the 26th, 2023 in the Washington, D.C. area. Our 2023 theme is sought after. Here's what I need you to know. There is a wealth transfer underway, and it is time for you to rise up, answer the call, and position your life and business to make millions. Millions are your birthright, and to access them, all you need to do is move. Move to grab your ticket right now to join us for Move to Millions Live at movetomillionsevent.com. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast. I am here today with Dan the Man. Oh my gosh, are you guys blown away, as blown away as I am with this conversation right now? Like my all the hairs on my arms, and I'm pretty hairy. I can thank my daddy for that. They're standing <laughs> up on end at the thought of giving and leveraging the power of giving to get unstuck. Mm. That's what you said literally just before we took the break, Dan. So mm-hmm. I want to hear you talk about that a little bit more because I know somebody somewhere who's listening to this podcast is mm-hmm. sitting in stagnant energy, right? We we call the chaotic corridor between 250000 and a million dollars, the millions mm-hmm. messy middle. I know yeah. somebody somewhere is stuck in that energy right now. And what I just heard you say is that in order to alleviate that energy and to get things to shift, they've got to go spend some money, put some money out there. Like, I feel like so many people are like resisting that because that sounds counterproductive and intuitive to everything. So can you break that down for us? Yeah. So one of the principles I speak about in my work is something called the flow funnel. And the flow funnel looks, it's like, it's almost like a cross section of reality. And we've got pure energy. We've got um, how we feel about things, what we think about things and the action that we take. And then that always leads to a result, right? So we've got mind over matter. We've got emotional context over thought, you know, crime of passion and so on and so forth. And then we've got programs and, and other such things, identity that lead into our emotional state. Whenever you are having an outcome, the outcome is a byproduct of some kind of alignment through that flow funnel. So you've got an identity, you've got programs, you've got mental ideas about who and what you are, agreements that you hold about the way the world works that lead into an emotional state, that lead to a way of thinking, a way of acting, and then to a result, a purely raw sense. If we want to go deeper into the spiritual side of things, there's more to it. But just to make sure everyone is included, if we just talk at a a purely rudimentary level, your habits lead to outcomes. That comes from your thinking, that comes from your emotions, that's coming from your identity and everything behind it. So whenever there's an outcome, there's always, you can always backtrack it to one of these things, either a behavior, a way of thinking or believing, a way of feeling, an identity. Now, when someone says to me that they're stuck somewhere, it's not that they're stuck somewhere, it's that they're getting a result that matches who and what they are across these sections. Oh, hold on, hold on. That was so, okay, that was good. I need you to back the train up. (laughs) Okay, say that one more time. We're not stuck. We're getting a result that matches where we're at, like who and what we are. It's like when we did this, when we had the, the, the Simplicity 7 meeting and I took everyone through through the exercise, we're looking at identifying what these pieces are. Like, okay, you say you want this thing, but does your identity accept that idea? Do you have an emotional context for that outcome? 
Do you have belief systems and general thinking that's matching that? Do you have actions, habits, and behaviors that matches? If you don't, you're going to be where you are. I don't believe that self-sabotage is a thing. I don't believe that procrastination is a thing. And I don't think that failure is a thing. I think we get, we successfully achieve something that's unfolding unconsciously. We're successfully failing to move into something that doesn't match where we're at right now because we haven't done the work to move into that level of being. We're successfully keeping ourselves safe where we are because that's what the mind does. It perfectly plays out the patterning of who and what we are. And that's why somebody's stuck between 250 and and a million because they haven't yet open themselves up. And one of the ways that you can start to do that is by starting to claim. And so I'm doing my last ever Alchemy of Abundance in-person event in April of this year. And one of the things that I'm going to be doing is this kind of advanced, like expanded model, what I've been teaching over the last couple of years, we've been doing this, what this, 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 uh, this model. And that's when you look at your life, you are seeing the byproduct of the commitments that you have called in and commit and, and stuck with. Dan, I want to like, smack you. I want to <laughs> smack you. <laughs> well, oh my God. Okay. That is so, I mean, you said so much and I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to infiltrate what you said, but I just need you to repeat that piece right there again. <laughs> we are receiving the byproducts of everything that we've committed to doing and being. And the thing that we lose sight of is that commitment is getting made on a consistent basis over the course of our day. When you say to yourself, I'm not going to buy that thing because it's too much. You've committed to an agreement, right? That you're not going to get, you're not going to give people their worth, that worth that they've claimed. How can you then expect that you're not going to receive the mirror of that, of people saying to you, I'm not going to give that person 40,000. They're not worth 40,000. They're worth 20,000. So we're going out there trying to get from the world what we're not ready to put out. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know this. I hear this all the time. I have even said it. Mm-hmm. But for me right now, hearing you say this based on where we where we are, where I am, I am mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's it. Like, and I hope that those of you who are listening to this episode are saying the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you are receiving the byproduct of everything you've committed to. Yeah. I mean, I know it, but it's, I don't know. Dan, you just make it, you just make it. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. But it's like, oh my gosh, light bulbs going off. And, mm. and if I can just take it a step further, sure. the way that we flip it to start receiving what we truly, de- what we consciously desire, right? Because it's our conscious mind bumping up against our, uh, our unconscious Indeed. or subconscious mind, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So consciously we're saying, I want a million dollar company, but subconsciously yeah. we don't yet believe that we deserve it. And so we're not acting like it. We're not showing up like it. We're not no. taking the actions that are required in order to call that in. Yeah. Dan, you just changed my life. Like this is not for me, but <laughs> you just changed my life because of what I've been sitting with grappling with mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, thank. I just want to say thank you. I'm not getting into it now on the podcast. You nosy people, you don't need to know what I'm talking about. But um, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's commitments. And and the thing is, is that we're going to get what we consistently commit to over a period of time. And so going back to what we're talking about tithing, I'm committed to putting out. And because I'm committed to putting out, I'm demonstrating a commitment to living in a reality where money flows. And so money flows to me. Yes. 
right? All right. I thank you. Thank you for coming out. God bless. Good night. We got <laughs> We could drop the mic. We won't drop the mic right there, but we absolutely could. But that's it. Yes. Like, and it's like, you know, people look at me and they're like, why do you still go to programs? Like I'm doing a six month program. A friend of mine, Jackie, she's in JVMM7. Mm-hmm. She, I love her work. She's awesome. She's doing a program. I, I signed up for the program. She's like, mm-hmm. you signed up for my program? I'm like, I signed up for your program. I do not believe that there is a single pocket that God can't give me a lesson or give me a, a, a gift or a blessing. Yeah. Like one of my Danisms that I live by is when you allow God to speak to you through anything, God will speak to you through everything. And so I continue to do that. I, I continue to be a humble learner, right? Not coming in as Mr. D- Daddy Big Socks, but coming in as, okay, what can I learn? What can I receive from this? But, and also how can I pour into the other people who are taking part in the program also? Not as Johnny Big Socks, but as just someone that's a part of that community or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with spending. I I don't, I went into, all right, we're going to go a little bit. Thing. So it's Valentine's Day today. You know, your boy's not really in that Valentine's situation in his life right now. So I would have did a little retail therapy, went into DUR, picked up the thing. I don't ask them what the thing costs. I just pick up the thing and pay for it. Right. Like if I want it, I pick it up and pay for it. That's right. Oh, oh, how much is it? Oh, can I get a discount? I would never ask. You, don't, you shouldn't be in Dior. Like I t- talked about that on last week's epi- or a yeah. recent episode of the podcast about like, you don't go to Bergdorf's as an example. They don't even have any prices. So mm-hmm. you can't walk in there and be like, how much is this? And if you have to ask how much it is, you're not in and the so right place. And what I, based on what I'm hearing you say today, and I completely agree with you're making a commitment to stay where you are instead of mm-hmm. moving into where you desire to be. Cause I, the fact of the matter is if I'm, I'm hearing you right, Dan, is it don't matter what it costs. If you want it, you need to get it. it. So you keep your vibration high. Now I want to caution. I don't want anyone going out and coming back and saying, Oh, I'm bankrupt. I spent the right, rent money right, to right. Go and get the thing. Right. There are ways you can step into that without bankrupting yourself. I always yeah. advocate people to do a VIP day. Right. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you take, 10% of what you're earning, whatever you save, take the same amount and put it into a play jar. T. Half Ecker taught this principle about the play jar. And then whether it's once a week or whether it's once a month, you go out and you splurge that pot of money. Yeah, I love that. Even if even if you go to the best hotel in your city and just go to the bar and order the completely overpriced cocktail or whatever the thing is, or overpriced cup of tea and cake, do it, but do it like you own the place. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to get the full suit right now, but even if you go and get yourself a little tailored shirt and be in that experience of having the shirt made for you, like yeah. now pretty much there's a couple of brands that do fit me like they're, they're, they're tailored, but for, for mostly you'll see that I wear for my shirts, they're tailored, right? Mm-hmm. When I was coming up with this business, I mean, I'd when I left my old business, I sold off my watches and so on and so forth to capitalize me going off to, to go and do what I was doing to bolster up my savings. But, you know, I didn't put a watch on my wrist unless it was a minimum standard watch. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's it. I don't, fly anywhere minimum business like if it's not business if you don't have business on your route i'm not i'm not gonna go there i mean can we just talk about that for a little while because that i mean i'm the same way like i mean i had a a trauma a traumatic experience that made me that way but i was like i (laughs) like i'm i mean i was on a southwest flight which you know no disrespect to southwest but i am not Mm -hmm. a southwest girl anymore Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i wasn't paying attention i ended up in the c zone and i was sandwiched between two really large individuals so mm-hmm. big in fact that the only way that I could breathe on that flight was if I had my head up against the seat in front of me and I was like that is the last time in life 
I am mm-hmm. flying this way. Like I'm not getting on a plane if if I can't fly first class. Like, yeah, I can't get, I don't need, I mean, yeah, sometimes they have business class, but yeah, I'm with you entirely. And what I feel like I'm hearing you say to make this practical for our listeners, it's about getting really clear about what you desire for your life and your life experience. And then determining the commitments that are going to show you living that desire out in every Mm -hmm. area of your life, because it is the living of it, the action of it, that is Mm -hmm. accelerating your energy and your vibration so that you can bring more of it in. A hundred percent. And the commitment doesn't have, it doesn't have like conditions to it. Like that's not commitment. That's good. There's no conditions. And there's sometimes it's not even that practical. Like, you know, if I'm going to be on a flight for four hours and it's like three times the price. So I always go for the highest ticket that I can get on the flight. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm in the Middle East right now. And when I'm driving back and forth from here, it's on Emirates. Emirates business class is the equivalent of everyone else's first class. Listen, Their first class Emirates, listen, Their first Emirates class will make you change your whole situation. Yeah, no, it's an did I, did I the, the, the thing uh, like when we went anyway, to Dubai, we flew Emirates. Like you know what I'm yeah, talking about. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Their first class will change your entire thing. Your whole life. Exposure creates expansion. Like I literally just said that being exposed to a new reality or to make it about what Dan and I are talking about today, being exposed to your true, honest, authentic desires Mm -hmm. is what's going to expand the capacity for that to come into your life experience. Because we can't get anything that we're not. And this is the thing that, you know, people talk about the fake it till you make it. I don't believe fake it till you make it. I say act because not act as if. Mm-hmm. Oh, because good. my proclamation, my declaration has commanded reality to bend to this experience versus me pretending is going to make it maybe show up. Because what happens is, is the people that did fake it till they make it, they faked it until they made themselves it so that they could have the thing. Right. And that's the they wrong way. That's the model of lack, not the model of abundance. Versus, oh, like I'm I'm stepping up. I'm making these commitments, knowing that these commitments being made are going to lead to me receiving the outcome that I'm stepping into. Ergo, I'm claiming it. I'm not feigning it. Mm-hmm. You know? But th- yeah, there's no, there's no like conditions on this. And what I see often is people come into this whole thing of, oh, you know, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it into these circumstances or, but just get really clear. And do you know what? Sometimes the thing I was, so I was going to put an order in for a, a Lamborghini Urus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't actually want that car. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been doing this whole thing of examining my desires at the moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't actually want that car. And so we're not talking about running around making commitments and what your ego says that you should have or what other people say you should have. It's like getting really, really clear what's lighting me up, what's bringing me joy, what do I desire? Yeah. to experience to be a part of and then committing to that fully with no conditions no if this if that whatever just go for it yeah. and it will be uncomfortable there'll be times when you'll be tested about whether you're really going to do it right like i said sometimes it's not even going to be that practical it doesn't matter step into the expansion that awaits you on the other side of that commitment oh dan that is so good okay we gotta take another break y'all we'll be right back <laughs> so good Do you have millions on your mind? Well, I would like to invite you to join us for Move to Millions Live. Our 2023 theme is sought after. This is the must attend event for million dollar CEOs and million dollar CEOs in the making. 
If you are ready to plan, prepare, and position your company for more, then you need to get your ticket today to movetomillionsevent.com. You're listening. And look, I can't even get my words out right. Dan is over here just changing our lives. Are you guys feeling this? (laughs) Welcome back to the Move to Millions podcast. I was trying to catch my breath during the break. It just wasn't long enough. Oh my gosh, Dan, like, First of all, you are breaking this thing all the way down and I love it. And it's such a great, this is why I love talking to you. Like Dan is my friend in real life. We get on the phone every once in a while. Like every time I talk to you, you, you raise my vibration. Like this is why you need to spend time with people who know stuff. And that are unselfish about sharing that stuff. That's probably the thing I love the most about you is that you really do live this. Like you are so unselfish and so abundant. Like that's just who you are. And it just, it brings me joy to be in your presence. I'm so excited. I'm able to share you with our listeners so that they can follow you. Now you mentioned before, and you kind of mentioned it flippantly, you're doing your last ever Alchemy of Abundance live event. Yeah. I don't even normally do this on the podcast, Dan, but I want you to just talk about that for a few minutes because I feel like there's some people who need to be there. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, Alchemy of Abundance, I take people through a seven step model that kind of really gets them to apply these principles to a particular thing that they want to create over a three day period. We do it down in Carbo. We've kept it really reasonably priced over the past couple of years that we've been doing it. It actually emerged from, I've, I've done retreats since 2018, 2018, okay. 2019. I always kept the retreats really reasonably priced as well because I wanted them to be accessible, but I always kept like seven or eight people. I wouldn't ever have any more than that. With COVID, it became very difficult because I can't plan around people coming because planes get canceled, people get right. stuck in the country or whatever. But obviously I'm, you know, been based in Mexico for this time and Mexico is more of an open country. So we had flexibility. And so we started looking at, well, how can I deliver something, not like as an enrollment event, literally just an event, just to serve, mm-hmm. that I have the flexibility that whoever comes, we have 20 people, we have 50 people, we have 100 people, we can do the same thing. So we struck a really great relationship with a particular hotel group. We've got great contacts with them. And so we get the room, but we can upgrade it. We can bring it down on the mm-hmm. size. We get a little room block from them. It's an area where there are other hotels as well, so people can find their own way and, and Airbnb. But we take them through the seven-step model. And the thing that is, it's not just me spouting stuff. We actually going through each step. Okay, this is what the step is. This is how we apply it. I have them take action. There's a, there's one of the steps that we look at is, you know, what's standing in the way. Mm-hmm. And I say, you've got an hour. Going to page, you've got an hour. Go and drop the thing. Now, like... And they have to do it in pairs. So someone's holding them accountable to end that relationship, to cancel the thing, to to let go of thing, to stop doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And we have them do that over three days. And it's it's something really beautiful. But, you know, making some pivots now in terms of how I want to serve in the long term. And so I want to take some time out to really sit with what I want to do. But we're doing this the last one. We're recording it so it can be a bit more evergreen for people to be able to watch it potentially in the future. The book's probably going to unfold from this particular one. Okay. It always evolves based on what I've been learning and doing for my own personal growth as well. And we've had some really big shifts for me personally that I've seen. And so we're bringing those into this event, ended it with a nice bang, and then we'll see what we're doing for 2024. 
Nice. I love that. I love that. And we'll make sure that we put all the details in the show notes so people can get it. And I'll also make sure that we run this episode in enough time for if people want to attempt to be there, they'll be able to do so. Because I feel like there are so many people who need to be broken free of the commitments they've been making unconsciously, and they need to make some new commitments consciously Mm -hmm. that are going to actually walk them into what it is that they desire for the next level of their life. I think that that's, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Every time I talk to you, you just open up the scope a little bit more. How did you even know all of the things that you know? And I know we've talked about this. This is for the listeners. Like walk us through the journey of how you've become so conscious and so awake to how to experience abundance in every area of your life so that you never have to say things like, I can't afford that, or that's Mm -hmm. not for me, or any of the questions that I think many of us especially Mm -hmm. those who look like us, Dan, Mm -hmm. probably find ourselves saying over Mm -hmm. ourselves at some point in time, like, how did that cease to be the reality for you to make you Mm -hmm. a thought leader in this space and to open up an opportunity for people to really learn through your podcast, through your your books and, and your programs and the things that you put out into the world? How did you get here? I would say I had a happy chance stance of particular things that happened so for example my parents really instilled about education in me my parents are African immigrants that immigrated from Zimbabwe in the 70s to the UK they didn't go as economic immigrants my dad wanted to get like his master's and his PhD in the UK that's no his PhD area had his master's my dad to, to give context of my dad in his 40s he got bored and went and did a law degree and trained as a lawyer because he just got bored <laughs> it's like he already had his PhD, two masters and a PhD, and he just went off to go and do that. He's in his late seventies. He's got no signs of of slowing down. He's mm-hmm. they retired back to Zimbabwe. Both my parents now he's like special advisor to this minister or whatever, and doing all this. So I kind of had that whole thing about studying and 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 reading. And so reading was a thing that I've, I've always I've always been into. And so I started reading books like this as a teenager. I read Think and Grow Rich when I was 16 years old. Oh, wow. Um, How did yeah, you get so, through Think and Grow Rich at 16? <laughs> so I'm, I've always been about it. You know, I never had any intention of really having a job. I kind of, for a while, I thought I'd be an investment banker. That kind of fell by the wayside. And I fell footlong into entrepreneurship. I've had two jobs in my life. I worked in a cinema when I was a teenager. And I worked in a call center in my 20s when I was just like, you know, raising some capital to go and do something else. And that, that was it. Uh, yeah. to make some thoughts were, were covered. So I've always kind of been the maverick out there in the trenches, kind of making it happen. I'm also feel that I'm really blessed that I've got Asperger's. For those of you who don't know, Asperger's, I'm on the autistic spectrum. The key difference, I think, that makes people understand the difference between someone who's purely autistic and someone who has Asperger's, I have the ability to communicate my thoughts with you, whereas someone who's more deeply autistic can't communicate even though their brain's doing amazing things right Mm -hmm. and so the way that my brain is wired means that I can take this information I can digest it and process it a little differently because my brain is literally physically wired to do so differently I can't function unless things are very clean clear and stepped and that's why I feel when I go to communicate something that I've read I communicate in the way that my brain works is really clear and succinct and that's why more complicated ideas I share with people tend to have that level of clarity to it But it's really been, I've been in the trenches studying, reading, learning, applying. I've had really big hits in my life. I've had, you know, lost everything twice before I was 23. I've been into the dark pits. But ultimately, the thing that really changed me to be the person I am 
is being consistent in the inputs that I've had. Now, my inputs consistently were of a certain type for a while because I had a, a darker intention for those. You know, you want to read my story, you can find out more about it on the website. Whatever, but, but ultimately, I've been really, really consistent. And now that I'm aware of that, I am ruthless in terms of what I allow into my environment. Like stanky attitudes, no. Stanky people, no. Like some people want to give people multiple chances to be stinky. No, 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 no. You get, you get a shot and a half with me. Like, and the half is just for me to make sure I'm not being rude or like, like that I'm wrong. Cause I'm not even going to, I'm not even the kind of person that will, oh, that person did this. So I'm cutting them out of my life. I'm like, guess, guess that wasn't part of God's plan for me. <laughs> I just keep it moving. Like I just, I don't do that. But people, <laughs> places, and things that don't keep me in ele- elevated frequency. They don't get to be a part of my life. And so yeah. I'm committed to a life that reflects these things. Therefore, the inputs that, that follow on from that, the experience of it reinforces that. Not to say that I don't have challenges, not to say that things don't go awry from time to time, but I firmly believe that my world is taking care of me. Everything's going according to plan. Things are working out beautifully and will continue to do so with ease, even if I don't see them from my limited perspective and keeping my environment supporting me, being able to meet those challenges from a high place. That's it. Yeah, that is so good. And I love all of it because I think first watching your parents be an example of what it means to thrive without having to strive, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's the big difference between the two. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And many of us, we don't have that story, right? Like we can't mm-hmm. point to our parents as the indication that we needed to start looking at things differently. And so we would have to rely on books, and learnings and in the various places and ways and podcasts like this to be Mm -hmm. able to begin to consider a different reality and then figure out the steps that we need to take to begin to walk into that. So Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, as always, I salute and celebrate you because I think that you're a genius and I, and you live it. It's just, you have not theorized any of it. It's the way you live every single day. And it is the reason why you enjoy the success that you enjoy. And no matter what it is that you do, success will overtake you because that is who you are. That's who you've decided. That's what you've committed to. I think that's amazing. And I think everyone needs to, I I really want whoever's listening to this to really understand that there will be a death of who you are to step into who you're going to be. Your current identity will fight back, right? You will have stories. You'll have people coming to reinforce the narratives that are keeping you in that smaller place. But go back to those commitments, go back to that vision, that dream, go back to that thing that fires you up and allow that to be the thing that keeps you on track when you will inevitably fall off track. Because none of us are switching all the time. I have my crap days. Right. But guess what? I understand. Oh, I'm having a crap day today. Okay, maybe that's the day I'm going to go for a walk. or Maybe that's the day I'm going to go and do some shopping or go and take a flight or whatever I'm going to do to get not to pretend that I'm not having the bad day. But to give me the space to approach the bad day from an elevated place rather than victimhood, defeatism, all of the things. The game that we're playing, this game of entrepreneurship and business, it's not a straightforward game. No, it's not. It's not. Like if you want an easy life, go and get a job in McDonald's. And I don't mean any disrespect (laughs) by that, but go and get a job. If you want to live a basic life, if you want to live your life basically, you're going to have a basic life. Mm Mm-hmm. That's but it's good. about resourcing yourself to be able to match the demands that are going to be called of you in order to live at that elevated place. 
But there's beauty on the other side of it. I wouldn't live my life differently. Personally. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the perfect place to just put a pin in this amazing conversation. I knew we would come up with something really good. Uh, <laughs> you guys, just before we started recording, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, so this was <laughs> awesome and amazing. I always like, as you know, at the end of the podcast, I always ask my three closing questions just because I think it kind of grounds whatever it is that we talked about. First question, of course, is what is your favorite quote? And this is the quote that when you're having one of those snotty days kind of whips you right back into shape and reminds you of the commitments that you've made to to be excellence, to be abundance. I think it's the one that I shared earlier. My world is taking care of me. Everything's going according to plan. Things are working out beautifully and will continue to do so with ease. Um, All too often, I think we lose sight of the fact that as humans, we have a very limited perspective on what reality is doing. We can't see the pieces that God's moving behind us. Mm -hmm. And it's not for us to see those, right? It's for us to just keep drawing nigh to God, for God to draw nigh to us with those blessings that are waiting for us. And so anytime that I start to lose sight of something going sideways, I fall into that. That's good. Such a great reminder. And then what's one book that has made a difference as you've moved your business to and beyond the million dollar mark? Oh, in terms of the million dollar mark, I would say The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles Mm. is a really, really good one, only because it really balances that dance between the spiritual approach and getting it done. Yeah. Some people misquote it and they think it's, think happy thoughts and everything's going to happen. But now he talks about go and create value, go and do the thing, but do it from a place of love, purpose and service. And I also love the way that he addresses the fact that there are people that do scumminess and get rich, Mm -hmm. but what kind of life do they have? And so as we go out there and seek to create and have and be more, having that approach, I think is a really powerful way to approach um, value creation in the world. Yeah, I agree. Wallace Waddle's book is one of my favorites too. And then the last one is what is the tool that you swear by? That mm-hmm. makes a difference as you continue to elevate, grow your businesses, grow, grow your philanthropy, et cetera. A tool is in something that I use. Or However something- you want to define tool. We've had people to say their calendar. We've had people to say their mindset. We've had people. So however you want to define it. I say silence. silence. Regular time of silence. That's good. Oh, that is so good. Thank you so much for being here, Dan. I know every single person who is under the sound of our voices right now, they just got a big elevation in their life because you share selflessly and you're committed to helping other people experience the abundance that you've tapped into and live so flawlessly. So I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for having me. And uh, anyone who uh, is coming by this episode because they listened when I said, you need to listen to this episode with my friend. Uh, yeah. Make sure that you uh, that you subscribe and like and share it with someone as well because Daniel's doing some awesome stuff in the world too. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Was it good for you? Oh my gosh, y'all, it was so good for me. I could barely interview him. And y'all know me. I normally talk a lot more <laughs> doing the, the interviews, but I could barely interview him because I was taking notes. I was getting what I need where I am right now in my life. I was being reminded of what I know, but we often forget, right? You ever realize or stumble upon something that you knew once upon a time, but you somehow forgot about it? Yeah, that's the kind of moment I was happening while Jam was changing your life and mine. So many amazing nuggets that came out of this conversation. I'm just going to highlight a couple because you just heard the episode, right? One of my first favorites was talking about pre-tithing, tithing before the leap. 
If you want to get to $100,000 months, you need to start giving away $10,000 a month, period, point blank. Tithing before. And this is, as you remember him saying, over and above his regular tithe. So just keep that in mind. Oh, gosh, I could I mean, I could just go all day. I should have had these these queued up. The other things that I wanted to make sure there will be a death of who you are to step into who you desire to be. Should I repeat that one more time for those in the back? There will be a death of who you are to step into who you desire to be. I even loved when he talked about the play jar where you take 10 percent and you put it in this this jar for your rainy days, for those moments when you need to be in the energy of money flowing, right? Because money needs to move. It's an energy. It should always be moving. And if it's stuck and stagnant for you, it's because you're not doing the thing, right? Or as Dan talked about throughout this entire conversation, you will have whatever you're committed to without even realizing it. He said, we are receiving the byproduct of everything we've committed to. Mm. I hope that snatch your edges like it snatched mine. He said, I don't like fake it until you make it. I prefer act because not act as if. That's so good. Because the commitments that you make are going to lead to the outcome that you want. And you've got to spend time examining your desires. And I love that he even put this out there for us as well, that commitments are uncomfortable. So we should not expect for it to be all sunshine and rainbows once we make a decision for those things that it is that we truly desire. I know this conversation really blessed you. And if if you really want to experience abundance at the next level, you'll come back to it often. You'll earmark it because this will be a reminder of what it's going to take for you to be abundance personified. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. If you're ready to get started, grab our Move to Millions Quick Start Guide and join our online community at movetomillionsgroup.com. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. I'll see you next time. Take care.